Hello, and welcome to Aging Well, Finding Beauty in the Gray. I'm your host, Hugh Willard. Aging Well is a podcast for everyone in or approaching the retirement years. There's a lot to unpack here apart from the financial planning component, and we'll do just that. We'll explore new interests, priorities, and goals, and finding purpose for ourselves and in our relationships. Join me each episode as I share stories and chat with guests learning to live their best next act lives. Welcome back, everyone, to Aging Well, Finding Beauty in the Gray. Michelle Garen Fly is the owner of the Next Chapter Books and Art in New Bern, North Carolina. Uh, and New Bern, for folks who are not in the immediate area, that is down east, close to the coast, uh, in in the beautiful down east part of North Carolina. And she has her uh, bookstore there, Books and Art, uh, the Next Chapter Books and Art. She is also the editor of the Next Chapter Literary Magazine. She is a multi-published author of romance, children's books, and poetry. In 2021, she was named the Heart of the Pamlico Poet Laureate. Her most recent projects include Unsong, which is a book of illustrated poetry, Hourglass, an adult comic book based on her poetry, and 100 Warm Days of Haiku, which is an illustrated book of haiku. This stuff is so intriguing to me, and I'm so excited to have Michelle on and for to hear more about her work and her passions and her interests and, um, and just some of the uh, particulars of these things that she's doing. So, Michelle, thank you so much for joining us today. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me here. So let's start out. Why don't you tell us about your literary life? We are all writers. I'm going to stand on that point of contention. We are all writers, whether we consider ourselves to be or not. Uh, when did you turn more intentionally towards writing and publishing? Well, I agree with you. We are all writers. Um, I I actually started at the age of seven uh, writing, you know, just little short stories and things. Um but I didn't really, I, I got a, a degree in journalism, was my first degree, uh, but uh, I didn't really begin writing my own stuff until after my son was born in 2000. And I wrote a lot of, a lot of different things at that point. I wrote horror stories. I wrote vampire stories before vampires were cool. Uh, <laughs> and uh, then I got my first novel published by uh, Lyrical Press in 2010. Um, it was an EPUB only uh, sort of thing. Uh, they also accepted in 2011 Winter Solstice um, and then Karina Press, which is the EPUB uh, branch of Harlequin, accepted um, Where the Heart Lies in 2012. Uh, but that wasn't fast enough for me. <laughs> I, and plus, I had this other book called Weeds and Flowers, uh, which I really loved. It was written about uh, something that happened in my hometown, a murder that happened in my hometown when I was uh, a kid. That's what I based Weeds and Flowers on. And I was uh, 
very passionate about getting this book out, but I couldn't seem to find a publisher for it. And so I discovered self-publishing, which at that time was just really beginning to take off. Um, and in 2013, I published it through KDP. So KDP.com. Which uh, for our listeners who may not be familiar, KDP is, uh, they're, they're associated with Amazon. Mm -hmm. Yes. And uh, so that's, that's sort of their print arm for, uh, for the self-publishing world. Exactly. And I, I did publish it first as a Kindle book. Um, it's now available in print. Um, it's gotten quite a few good reviews. Uh, so all you publishers out there that passed me up, you, you missed You're out. Lost. You're lost. <laughs> You're lost. Yeah. Yeah. But it is some somewhere between a young adult mystery and a, an adult mystery. And you might even consider it what's called a buildings Roman, which kind of follows several years of a character's life okay. um so that those are kind of a hard sell to publishers sure you you were using the phrase a few minutes ago epub can you tell our listeners more about that epub is electronic publishing um so kindle uh nook, nook. you know all that sort of thing um usually not available in print so right yeah it is the world we live in it is, yes. Part of the world we live in, yes. <laughs> and as the owner of a bookstore, you know, I'm, I'm kind of... You want both sides, yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. 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 Yeah. So that I guess that was really when I, I started my um my journey on the, the road that I'm currently on, which is I don't have an agent, I don't have a publisher except myself, and I've learned a lot about publishing since then. Sure, sure. Yeah, there is, and there is so much to understand on the, I, I guess, the logistical side, the formal side, the informal side, just the, I'll even say the emotional side, uh, you know, just the psychological side of uh, how one thinks about the experience and how one uh, goes about uh, promotion of their art um, and the vulnerabilities therein, which is true for anyone who's publishing, but um, yeah. That's, there's there's much that is a part of this process. Yes, there is. There really is. So uh, I am sure that you have numerous influences, as we all do. Who are a few of your favorite writers? Um, I have a lot of favorite writers. I mean, I grew up when I was 13 or 14. I read my first Stephen King and just fell in love with his his style of writing. Um, I think I read Cujo and, you know, at the same time that it horrified me, <laughs> his writing is just gorgeous. I mean, it's, it's, it's poetic in a way. Oh, yes. Um, but then I also read Agatha Christie. Um, and as an adult, I picked up my first Jane Austen, Pride and Prejudice, and fell in love okay. with her writing. Um, Barbara Kingsolver is a favorite. <laughs> I don't know I, if you've I seen the Copperhead, but that's just. Uh, that's I've read almost everything by her, and that is the next on the list, and it just has not happened. Uh, but it, I, I promise you, it is soon yeah. to happen. It's one of those books where I read it, and I was like, "Why do I even bother?" <laughs> you know. Oh. <laughs> but we have a story to tell. That's why we bother. That's right. right. That's right. That's exactly right. Each of us, each of us. Yeah. Um, Anne McCaffrey was one of my favorites as a kid. I, I, 
um, actually as a young adult, probably. I read all of her um, Dragons of Pern series. I read The Ship Who Sang, um, Crystal Singer. I love the way she obviously was a, an author who also enjoyed singing. And so she always uh, incorporated that into her books. Yeah. So, yeah. And then, I mean, the Jack Reacher series by Lee Child. And then I had local authors who I love too. You know, I'm since opening the store, I've, I've discovered that we have a lot of local authors here that are incredibly talented. And I always kind of think of it like stars in the sky, you know, we've got, uh, uh, Nicholas Sparks, who's a very bright star up there, but he's surrounded by other stars too. You know, there's a there's a lot of of really great talent that just hasn't been given a chance to shine. As that is so well said. As that brightly. is so well said. Yes, yes. <laughs> I love your expansion of the art of poetry. Can you share more about your mo most recent projects? I mentioned those at the top in the introduction, but can you share more about those? I've actually gone a little further since uh, those too. So, okay. <laughs> but where the sidewalk begins is my uh, most recent one. It's uh, a book of what I guess I would call love poetry. It's not traditional love poetry. It's um, I, I have a section in there for my mother. I have a section in there for my children. Um, I even wrote a poem for David Bowie because I loved his music so much. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's 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 love poems written from the perspective of someone who is probably um, on the other side of love, I guess you'd say. Okay. Um, Interesting. Recently divorced, uh, not really looking, and kind of just content. Okay. And I, I actually named it Where the Sidewalk Begins because of uh, Where the Sidewalk Ends by Shel Silverstein. Silverstein. Right. Um, yeah. I, I wrote a poem called Where the Sidewalk Begins, looking at life from this point of view. Okay. Wonderful. Are there illustrations that accompany uh, any of the poems in there? There are a few. Um, I do have, uh, there's... This one is not as illustrated as some of my others were. Um, I, I went back to a more simple format than like Unsong you mentioned has an illustration for each poem, uh, kind of like Shel Silverstein did. He was a right. big influence when I started sure, writing poetry. Sure. Yeah. Um, this one is more just the poems, um, but it does have some. Okay. All right. What about uh, your adult comic book? What can you tell us about Hourglass? <laughs> Hourglass, um, I think that was a, a little bit of madness on my part. Okay. <laughs> I, I was really into graphic novels, and um, yeah. I read manga okay. a lot at that time. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Um, and I really wanted, I, I loved Richie Rich when I was growing up, you know, and I was like, why can't I do a... a a comic book and I, I talked to my daughter about it because she had done some illustrations for me for some previous things and she's very very talented and she's like no <laughs> she's like no I'm not doing that <laughs> and so I said uh, well I will give it a try and I did it and I enjoyed it but again I think it was a little bit of madness on my part because I'm not really a, an artist 
um, a formal visual artist. Right. I'm not. I'm not a formal visual artist. I'm not. I'm not a drawer or a painter or anything like right. that. I just, uh, you know, I I wanted to do it, so I tried it, and um, thought I I've got another one outlined. Uh, it's just a matter of sitting down and doing the illustrations for. It. Okay. Okay. So, um, well, it's yeah. very intriguing. You know, it, it's you know, it's it, it's it's appealing to. Um, senses in in more than a, a linear fashion so yeah, yeah. That, well that's i i think a lot of poets really struggle with that is trying to to appeal to people readers um um like a yeah. hundred days of haiku i i did a haiku every day and i did an illustration that accompanied each one okay. um and that one was fun yeah. <laughs> because it was one illustration each day it wasn't you know yeah. sitting down trying to fill up an entire comic book so yeah what were you doing before you became the owner of the next chapter um and what were the drivers for you to pursue this well i was a stay-at-home mom okay. <laughs> i was a stay-at-home mom at that time um my, all my kids were in school. I have three children and all of them were in school and occupied with other things. And uh, I had had my books here at the next chapter for some time. This store has existed for 15 plus years. So um, it, it's been around for a while. But I, I, I talked to Mary Jo, the former owner, and in December of uh, 2019, and I said, I'd like to come in and uh, volunteer and and be there at the store some um, because I just felt like I needed to get out and try to do something more. And she said, OK, I'll give you a call closer to the first of the year. Well, she called me and she said, um, I think I'm going to give up the store. She said, come in and talk to me. So I came in and talked to her and uh, it turned out she wanted me to take over. <laughs> Surprise, and, surprise. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, well, I did want to do more with uh, my writing and my life in general. Because I think, you know, I, I kind of got to the point where I felt like I was just kind of stagnating. Um, you know, kids are in school. You don't have that much more to do. I, I had plenty of time to write, but I wasn't really, you know, making the best use of it. So this just seemed like the next step. Well, and uh, an operative phrase here is you mentioned uh, December of 2019 and then first of the year. So that's 2020. And we all know what happened uh, a few short. Well, it was happening then, but it really uh, exploded in a few short months. And uh, that was when COVID showed up in the United States. So what were your thoughts at the time and how did you manage this this new big venture um, in the face of this experience with the pandemic? Well, for the first couple of months, it was, I think, I think I didn't really face it until March of that year, but for January and February, you know, everybody who would come in would be talking about it and we would talk about it. I'd be like, you know, it's, it's one of those flash in the pan things, you know, <laughs> it seemed like science fiction. It wasn't something that could actually happen, you know? And then in March, you know, people were starting to stay home 
And I started thinking, you know, maybe I need to be more conscious of this and look at protecting my family and, and that sort of thing. And then shortly after that, my oldest son, who was in college at that time, his uh, spring break was extended. <laughs> yes. You know, he was at home on spring yes. break. They said, just don't come back. And that's when it really hit me. And, uh, you know, that's when we started wearing masks and not going out to dinner. I remember ordering dinner, you know, from the local restaurants to try to help them out a little bit and getting sidewalk service with people wearing masks. And it was just, it was bizarre. But as far as the store goes, um, I did have to close. I closed in, um, I think I closed for an entire month. I believe it was May that year. And I did, uh, people would call and say, do you have this book? And I would do sidewalk you know, service. And I did grab bags. I did the, did a thing for teachers and, and parents and things. The community here in Newburgh has been so um, incredibly supportive. That That's really something that, that I think all of the downtown businesses experienced, the restaurants and, and stores and everything. You know, if if people could support you, they would. So... You just had to give them that the opportunity. So good to hear. Yeah, that is so good to hear. And so you 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 made your way through, and uh, so now we're in a space where yeah, it's uh, of course things have been opened back up. Uh, COVID is still with us, and we certainly hope most of us have uh, looked to find ways to best manage, you know, going forward. Uh, but uh, for for most of us, it we're we're in this space of going forward and living, you know. And, and as a matter of fact, I will be joining you um, this coming Saturday uh, to have a, uh, a workshop for folks on uh, in the second half of life on uh, why their new why matters. And we'll talk about some different things with that. And then I will have a book signing afterwards. So uh, folks who may be in the New Bern, North Carolina area, please come on out. We would love to see you. So that's an example of life going forward. So with respect to your work there at the bookstore, uh, what do you enjoy most about overseeing the next chapter? Um, I guess, you know, the thing I like most about having this bookstore is I'm my own boss. I can make this bookstore what I want it to be. Um, so I've, sort of I've expanded the local author section here. Um, I lo love my local authors that keep their books here, which you are going to be one of them soon. Um, very excited about that. Um, I'm now offering an ed editing service for local authors uh, because that's one of my strengths. I'm really good at line edits. I, I can go through and I can spot things, you know, pretty easily. Um, I've now got a new poetry group that just started, Next Chapter Poets, and we are having a reading and an open mic this, well, by the time you air this, it will be two Recently weeks ago. We had, yeah. <laughs> we had our first uh, reading and open mic um, a couple of weeks ago. We're planning to do more. Um, uh, 
the biggest challenge for me has been a sort of a work-life balance. Um, I've, as I said, I have three children. Um, at the time I took over this place, I had two of them at home and uh, one in college. That one has now graduated and is um, doing very well for himself. Now it's just me and my daughter at home. But up until last year, it was very difficult because it's a one-person operation. The the bookstore, you don't go into bookstores to make money. <laughs> um, it supports itself. It does very well for what it is. It's a bookstore. We sell books. We, we manage to make a little bit of a profit, but it, there's not enough to hire someone else to help. So um, it's a one-person operation, so it's dependent on when I can be here. Um, if my kids need me, I'm going to be with them. Uh, right now that could be Raleigh where my son is in college. It could be Wilmington where my older son is working and, or it could be right here. Um, my daughter's in high school. She's pretty self-sufficient. She's driving herself. She's always off doing stuff. So I've been able to expand my hours a little bit. It's still just 10 to four because I like to be home in the evenings. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it's that's been the biggest challenge is just being the only person working here. That is a challenge for sure. Um, that's uh, that's quite a load to carry, um, and surely requires uh, you know this being a a labor of love on your part. So it absolutely is. Yes. <laughs> Alongside of that, what gets you out of bed in the morning? I could be literal and say my cat, but. <laughs> But no, it, it, what gets me out of bed in the morning is, um, I guess you'd kind of call it hope. Um, there's always hope that this is going to be the day that something wonderful is going to happen. Uh, and the belief that this, this could be the day that something wonderful is going to happen. Um, here at the bookstore, I just never know what's going to happen when somebody opens the door and comes in. It's so much, it's fun. It's, it's fun to, to see people and meet people uh from everywhere there people come in from other countries you know and uh other parts of the state or just right here in newburn people that i've never met but people that say i didn't even know this place was here and i'm like this is this is great this is why i do this i i i think that is an amazing perspective and i'm so it's just wonderful for our listeners to hear that so you have uh, two of your kids that are away. One's out of college, the other's in college. You have your daughter that's in high school. Um, and uh, so what's ahead for you? Ah, that's a good question. <laughs> um, I mean, I want to, I want to continue writing. Um, I want to get back to writing books as well as poetry. Uh, I've, I've sort of made made uh, different forms of poetry. Um, kind of, yes, I study them. I, I try to figure out how to write them. Uh, one of my favorites is sonnets. I love writing sonnets. I wrote an entire book of sonnets, uh, Far and We. That's a that's one of my favorites. Um, and then, you know, I still am trying to master haiku. Uh, I don't know if I'll ever manage that. There's a there's a form of poetry too that uh, I've tried and failed at more often than I've managed. Uh, the the guzzle, 
It's spelled G-H-A-Z-A-L. I thought it was okay. pronounced Ghazal for a long time, but it's pronounced Guzzle. Um, okay. It's an Arabic form of poetry, which is, oh. it's very, very difficult to write convincingly. Oh. So, <laughs> yeah. So maybe that'll be my next book of poetry. I've, I've written a, a book of po book of haiku. I've written a book of sonnets and I've written a book of villanelle now. Okay. So maybe I'll do guzzles as my next one. Sounds like a, 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 a nice, um, invigorating challenge if you choose to take that on. I hope so. <laughs> well, it is a, a pleasure to talk with you and, and I would love to talk longer about just how it, uh, just the life of you as an artist and as a single mother and a small business owner, all of these pieces. Um, and it's just a wonderful, um, uh, I think, illustration for folks of, of perseverance um, and, you know, uh, living into your passions. And so we'd love to talk more, but we do need to bring our time to a close. But before we do so, would you share a poem with us? Sure, I'd love to. I'm going to read you a poem from Where the Sidewalk Begins. It's called Weird Spring. That moment when the air stops and a stillness falls, like just before a storm, but then the music crashes in and it's weird spring. And you're on the road again with violets blooming on the brick walls and words dripping from arbors like sweet smelling jasmine or wistful wisteria. And everything is purple all day long and gold at night when you hold my hand in the moonlight because it's weird spring and anything is possible. Oh, that is gorgeous. I just love that. Michelle Garenfly, thank you so much for joining us today, and we wish you all the best in the time ahead. Thank you so much, Hugh. I appreciate it. You have been listening to Aging Well, Finding Beauty in the Gray. I am author, psychotherapist, and life coach Hugh Willard. To learn more about this podcast, listen to other episodes, and discover resources related to our guests and topics, please go to our website, findingbeautyinthegray.com. If you have comments or questions, or would be interested in sharing your story with us, we'd love to hear from you. Please reach out to us at findingbeautyinthegray.com. Aging Well is produced by Willow Way Creations with sound engineering by Garrison Locke. Theme music is written and performed by yours truly with Greg McGee and Garrison Locke. Thanks everyone for joining us. We hope you will be with us again next week.